the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Powered by JTR Roofing. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. That's the sound of footsteps as the House impeachment managers deliver the article of impeachment against former President Trump to the Senate. Even as they delivered the charge of incitement of insurrection, Republican senators are easing off their criticism of the former president and questioning whether Mr. Trump's questioning the election results really amounted to incitement. That trial is to begin in two weeks. Also at townhall.com, a major winter storm disrupting more than or has dropped more than a foot of snow on parts of Nebraska and Iowa, disrupting traffic and shuttering some schools. National Weather Service meteorologist Taylor Nicolason says parts of Nebraska will be seeing some additional snow. We're going to see a little bit of some uh, additional snow here, um, but the, the primary impacts of that storm are off to the east now. They're working their way through Iowa and headed towards Chicago, and, and we're in much better shape. We're going to get this little secondary aftershock here tonight and you know maybe get an inch of snow. Some areas will receive more than a foot of snow. In economic news, a demand for bigger houses triggers the biggest increase in home prices in six years. Home prices in the U.S. in November were 9% higher than 12 months earlier, fueled by a demand for more living space as Americans spend more time at home during the pandemic. According to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller 20-City Home Price Index, that's the largest increase since May 2014. Low borrowing costs also contributed to rising home sales reducing the inventory of homes and pushing up prices. For all of 2020, home sales reached their highest level in 14 years. Mike Hemp in Washington. More on these stories at townhall.com. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Mill Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Quick update of that Tuesday forecast here on Freedom 1570. I'm Lee Michaels in the KingdomBuilders.com studios. Partly cloudy, upper teens today, around zero tonight. Partly cloudy, mid-teens for Wednesday, upper teens Thursday. Could see mid to upper 20s by Friday. Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio coming up next here on Freedom 1570. Ringing liberty and truth online at Freedom1570.com. So we've turned a page in American history. At a very important time, the Democrats now control both houses of Congress and the White House. And now it's up to them to lead, to show courage, to make real decisions, to keep the country safe and defend the people, and to move our country out of a pandemic and back to prosperity. There will be many battles to come over the next four years, and we'll be here for them all. Freedom 1570.
The following is a paid announcement. Past trading results do not guarantee future performance. The new year is here, and the time is now to capitalize on the EV stocks boom in the U.S. markets. The red-hot EV sector is on fire with no signs of slowing down. Here's just one example of what you can get with the information delivery system from Metals Industry Report. The electronic vehicles market could see a compounded annual growth rate of around 21.1% through 2026, turning into a multi-trillion dollar industry. Text TECH to 48542 for more info on the EV market and to set your investment research strategy to hyper-growth mode now with your free subscription to the Metals Industry Report. When you text the word TECH to 48542, if you're interested in our list of the hottest stocks to look at in 2021 then text the word tech to 48542 text now to get your free subscription from metals industry report we deliver the data directly to your mobile device so you can make decisions as market conditions change text the word tech to 48542 the views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black, and it is I, Mr. Black, your life caddy for radio that's inspirational, educational, and applicational. And today, gentlemen, today, ladies, uh, we're going to talk about being a leader. Matter of fact, today's show is called The Toughest Decision, because, boy, uh, today in America, uh, it, it's time for some, uh, some tough decisions. Uh, if you're a believer in God... It is time for some tough decisions. If you want any peace on this planet or peace in this country, uh, peace in your home, it is time to make the toughest decision. This is a story I got from The Hiding Place. Uh, it's from uh, 1972. Uh, it is actually from Guidepost. I was in a church in Munich that I saw him, a balding, heavyset man in a gray overcoat. A brown felt hat clutched between his hands. People were filling out of the basement room where I had just spoken, moving along the rows of wooden chairs to the doors at the rear. It was 1947. I'd come home from Holland to defeated Germany with the message that God forgives. It was the truth they needed most to hear in that bitter, bombed-out land. I gave them my favorite mental picture, maybe because the sea is never far from a Hollander's mind. I like to think that that's where forgiven sins were thrown. When we confess our sins, I said, God cast them into the deepest ocean gone forever. The solemn faces stared back at me, not quite daring to believe. There were never questions after a talk in Germany in 1947. People stood up in silence. In silence collected their wraps. In silence left the room. And that's when I saw him. Working his way forward against the others, one moment I saw the overcoat and the brown hat, the next, a blue uniform and a visored cap with its skull and crossbones. It came back with a rush, the huge room with its harsh overhead lights, the pathetic pile of dresses and shoes in the center of the floor, the shame of walking naked past this man. I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me, ribs sharp beneath the parchment skin, Betsy, how thin you were. Betsy and I had been arrested for concealing Jews in our home during the Nazi occupation of Holland. This man had been a guard at Ravensbrück concentration camp where we were sent. Now he was in front of me, hand thrust out. A fine message, Fräulein. How good is it to know that, as you say, all our sins are at the bottom of the sea. And I, who had spoken so glibly of forgiveness, fumbled in my pocketbook rather than take that hand. He would not remember me, of course. How could he remember one prisoner among those thousands of women? But I remembered him, and the leather crop swinging from his belt. It was the first time since my release that I had been face to face with one of my captors, and my blood seemed to freeze. You mentioned Ravensbrook in your talk, he was saying. I was a garden there. No, he did not remember me. But since that time, he went on, I have become a Christian. 
I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things I did there. But I would like to hear it from your lips as well, Fraulein. Again, the hand came out. Will you forgive me? And I stood there. I, whose sins had every day to be forgiven and could not. Betsy had died in that place. Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? It could not have been many seconds that he stood there, hand held out, but to me it seemed hours, as I wrestled with the most difficult thing I'd ever had to do. For I had to do it. I knew that. The message that God forgives has a prior condition, that we forgive those who have injured us. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, Jesus says, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. I knew it not only as a commandment of God, but as a daily experience. Since the end of World War, I had a home in Holland for victims of Nazi brutality. Those who were able to forgive their former enemies were able also to return to the outside world and rebuild their lives, no matter what the physical scars. Those who nursed their bitterness remained invalids. It was as simple and as horrible as that. As I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart, but forgiveness is not an emotion. I knew that too. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, help me. I prayed silently. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And so woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into my joined hands. And then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried with all my heart. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. And having thus learned to forgive in this hardest of situations, I never again had difficulty in forgiving. Ah, I wish I could say it. I wish I could say that merciful and charitable thoughts just naturally flowed for me from then on. But they didn't. If there's one thing I've learned at 80 years of age, it's that I can't store up good feelings of behavior, but only draw them from God each day. What a touching story, ladies and gentlemen. And that's a Guidepost Classic. If you don't know who the woman is, that's Corey Ten Boom. Corey Ten Boom, who saw her daughter, uh, her sister, sorry, beaten to death, starved to death, who was abused mentally, physically, most likely sexually, and had to forgive. That's what we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, the toughest decision. You know, I'm a, I'm a conservative. Uh, four years ago, I voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, I wouldn't say begrudgingly, but I never saw uh, any of the debates. I was not a Trump fan. Um, I uh, never read any of his books, you know, The Art of the Deal. Never watched one Apprentice show ever. I uh, always thought that uh, Donald Trump, excuse my language, was a member of the Lucky Sperm Club, I call it. You know, that... Uh, he was born into a rich family. He was given us some money to start off, and, and he did well. But over uh, four years, I, I became a follower. I became a fan. He's not my savior. I got one. His name's Jesus Christ. Uh, but uh, the most Christian president, the most uh, pro-life president, and the most pro-Israel president, I believe, that we've ever had. Maybe, maybe not ever, maybe since Lincoln, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, it's very clear, I don't care what you think, and it's over, the election's over, uh, Trump lost, uh, and Joe Biden won, and he is now our president. And I do believe it was fraudulent, I do believe it was set up, I do believe that uh, millions more people voted that were registered to vote, that votes were cast, I should say. And all that's to be true, I think Joe Biden's going to destroy this country, and the Democrats are already on course, they can't wait, they're chopping at the bits. All that's aside... Gentlemen, ladies, it's time to make the toughest decision. And that decision uh, is, is to, to be good stewards of what we've been given. And that decision is to be good citizens of this country. And that decision, if you're a child of God, uh, is to honor the God that we serve. 
And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about this tough decision. And where does the ability to make these tough decisions come from? And I'm going to suggest that it's from our operating system. And I'm going to suggest that there are basically two operating systems. There's a GOS and there's an FOS, just like there's a Microsoft operating system and an Apple operating system. It's the same thing. Just like Thomas Sowell said, that basically it's a conflict of visions. That there's the constrained vision and the unconstrained vision. And depending on which path you take, it really comes down to this. There are two choices. And those choices are going to come based on who you are, based on why you're here, and based on who you are. So I am Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the toughest decision. And we'll be back in three minutes. Well, it's Saturday night. You're all dressed up in blue. The stimulus and the response. There is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, your radio life caddy. And today we're talking about tough decisions. You know, my forte, my background is in leadership. And so I've been a leadership trainer for 30 years. Uh, You can go to likeitmatters.net to read about my transformational training. I do a class once a month since the COVID. Uh, We just do them here in Dallas since we still live in a free state. So we can do things pretty freely, uh, but other states we can't. And now with uh, Biden as president, everything's going Soviet-style again. So 
There's going to be lockdowns. There's going to be you can't go into states without this and can't go into states without that. And once you leave a state, you've got to stay out of state for two weeks. All all this Soviet-style stuff that's coming back now that we got a, a Democratic president again. Uh, and so uh, we do them here in Dallas. And so we have a class once a month, small classes, two and a half days that will forever change your life. So go to likeitmatters.net. You can read about it just because the COVID's got everybody else down. Doesn't need to mean to, uh, you don't need to stay down. You can get, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again. Remember the battles in the mind. The battles in the mind. Uh, there's a stimulus and there's a response. But we got to realize through the study of transactional analysis that the stimulus does not dictate the response. What happens is God made us to where our mind is six times faster and we can talk. And so when someone says something or does something, we don't respond to that. What we do is we go to our three channels. So we say something from our past or hear something. We feel something from our past uh, or we um, see something from our past. And then based on that, we respond. So, so technically, we are not responding to what a, the stimulus of the other person. What we're responding to is our narrative, our explanation, our, uh, our understanding of not only what they said and or did, but why they said and or did it. And it's all based on our stuff, on our past, on our junk. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the toughest decision. And what brought about this is, you know, I'm a, I'm a first and foremost a follower of Jesus Christ. And Robert Jeffers, uh, you know, I'm here in the Fort Worth, uh, Dallas area, the Metroplex. And Robert Jeffers is the pastor of First Baptist. And he's a local guy, uh, but he's also a, a, one of uh, President Trump's uh, spiritual advisor. He was very active with Trump. Matter of fact, when I went to the, uh, I think it was last year, we had the uh, pastor appreciation uh, lunch that Salem did up there in Minneapolis. Uh, Robert Jeffers was the speaker. I was there, and it was two guys from Texas and Dallas came up to visit you guys. So it was pretty cool. But Franklin Graham's another one of my people I like, and both of them uh, have uh, been telling people, okay, it's time to move on. Uh, fraudulent election or not, uh, it's not going to be overturned. No one seems to care. Uh, God's not surprised. There's never been an emergency meeting of the Trinity. Uh, God's on the throne. God's in control. Uh, and it's time for us to remember where our citizenship is. And so that's why I figured we talk about today the toughest decision. Because we have to decide. You know, we've been in a war for four years. Uh, since the day that Donald Trump was elected, uh, a third of this country has been in the resistance. Uh, since Donald Trump has looked like he was going to possibly could win, it has been an all-out assault from the military to trash him, to destroy him, uh, the deep state. They've been spying against him, lying against him, uh, weapons formed against him, stunning uh, how he stayed standing. Uh, I, I, a year into this thing, I started becoming a fan of his because I'm like, I would have walked away a long time ago. I would have said, I don't need this crap, but he did it. That showed you his love for the country, showed you his love for the common person. Uh, man, if anybody's lost more being president, I don't know. You might have to go back to the founding fathers, maybe George Washington. Uh, but, man, he's lost billions of dollars. His name ID has been forever tarnished. He never took a salary, gave his salary up. No one was running his company because he was running the country. Uh, and the funny part is so many people think that Donald Trump's all about money, all about money. Oh, my gosh. He walked away from trillions, probably, uh, that he'll never get back, all to serve this country. And he never got a salary, never got appreciated. And what this country do, spit on him, spy on him, lie about him, and to this day are still wanting to destroy him, throw him in jail, throw his family in jail. Uh, stunning. But it's time to move on. And I don't mean move on uh, to forget, because we don't forget. Uh, but we've got to move on and decide to forgive uh, and decide to become who we are. There are two basic operating systems, people. There's a GOS and there's a FOS. And it really comes down to who you are. See, the word is called existential. Existential is a philosophical term. Uh, it's, uh, it's the study of philosophy that's concerned with existence, if you will, especially human existence as viewed in theories of, quote, existentialism. 
and from, uh, I don't know where I got this thing, Wikipedia. It said, a system of ideas made famous by Jean Paul Sartre uh, in the 1940s, uh, Sartre, sorry, uh, in the 1940s, which the world has uh, no meaning, and each person is alone and completely responsible for their own actions by which they make their own character. To me, I, I love the etymology of existentialism. It's a uh, exist, right? So it's, it's why do you exist? And, and there are existential questions. And the existential questions, and I help people answer these in my leadership training, are, are who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? If today was your last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that you were given the gift of life? And how about this final existential question? Not just who are you, but whose are you? Whose are you? And depending on that answer, that really frames everything else everything else. And you got to understand that. And see, that's why I love, we're getting ready to celebrate uh, Black History Month. Uh, and we all know the man, Jackie Robinson. But a lot of us don't know the name Branch Rickey. And Branch Rickey made it his sole dream to open up the major leagues uh, to uh, black people. Uh, he was, I think, an Episcopal uh, pastor or preacher, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and man, he was gonna, he, he was all about God's justice. Uh, and he knew that the racism was not godly, it was not biblical, uh, and he fought against it. And his uh, part in this whole thing was that he was gonna be the one that to uh, bring in the first black players uh, to Major League Baseball. Uh, and uh, he knew, Branch Rickey knew that he had to find just the right person. And so to find the right player, Ricky sent scouts far and wide. Uh, and this is, by the way, from Wesleyan University website. So this is actually from their website. He said, Ricky sent scouts far and wide uh, to find an ideal Negro ball player. Many names came back, but Ricky was excited by four names. Don Newcomb, Roy Campanella, Larry Doby, and Jackie Robinson. By 1949, all would eventually play in the major leagues, three of them for Brooklyn. But who was going to be the first? They all had talents on the baseball field, but Branch Rickey knew he had to find a person that would be the face and have the character to represent, character to represent all Negroes as the first black player in Major League Baseball history. Rickey liked Jack, uh, Robinson's background. He attended UCLA, which was an excellent institution of higher learning, and was an officer in the Army. One major blemish on Robinson's past was the court-martial stemming from the bus incident in Texas. While being insubordinate is rarely a good thing, Ricky liked this about Robinson because it showed he had spirit and was not afraid to stand up for what was right. The parts of Ricky's plan were slowly falling into place. When Ricky first met Robinson, he had a test for him. Ricky wanted to know firsthand about Robinson's character and how he'd respond to a number of possible threatening situations. Robinson responded well. And Ricky knew he had a strong young man that could make it and cross barriers that no one dared cross. Ricky wanted a player with enough guts not to fight. He told Robinson that you need to win not by fighting, but with hitting, throwing, and fielding. Robinson was offered a contract to play for Montreal uh, in the International League. And if he did well, he could have a chance to play for the Brooklyn Dodgers. In Montreal, Jackie would be playing for Clay Hopper. At first, he questioned whether a color man could even be a human being. This is what Clay Hopper said. After helping the team win the pennant, the pennant in Montreal, Hopper gave a gleaming review of Robinson, saying he was ready to play for Brooklyn. He then added that if Ricky did not take, if Ricky did not take Robinson, Hopper wanted him back in Montreal, and he believed Robinson was not only a great player, but also a gentleman. Do you hear this? He actually converted a gentleman who was a racist, Clay Hopper, who wondered if, quote, and this is if not, whether a colored man could even be a human being. See, this is what we're talking about. This is where it goes beyond who's in the White House. This is where it goes beyond uh, what the Democrats say or what the media says or what the press says. This goes into basically who are you? Why are you here? What is your purpose? If today was your last day on this planet, did it matter one, minute, one, one ounce that you were given of life? What difference did it make? Which brings us to the question, whose are you? There are two operating systems, and they are basically equate to your, your worldview, we'd like to call it. 
There's the GOS and the FOS. It's very much like Microsoft Windows operating system and Apple's operating system. They're not compatible. You can't take Apple software and put it put in a Microsoft machine. You can't take Microsoft software and put, put it in an Apple machine. It doesn't work that way. And that's where you see the great divide. What Thomas Sowell called the conflict of vision between the constrained vision or the unconstrained vision. The constrained vision are people who actually knew that, hey, we're flawed. And the unconstrained vision are people who think that they can become godlike, that they can evolve and get it all figured out and rule over other people. If you haven't figured it out yet, the FOS is the flesh operating system. And the GOS is the God operating system. And just like Apple and Microsoft, the two are incompatible. Those that function with the FOS are going to have a hard time seeing anything the GOS is doing. And those that operate in the GOS think that those operating on the FOS are crazy or out of balance and are destroying things. Which one are you? Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about the toughest decision, and that decision is to move on. We'll be back in three minutes. Though I never learned to pray Walk the pathway What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Imagine doing one thing that could give you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. I assume you would feel it was worth it. Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel, October 2021. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. I'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, we'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. To come with me to Israel in 2021, call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or book online at standwithisraeltour.com. Standwithisraeltour.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, 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 tough, tough. That's all there is to say. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. I am Mr. Black, your radio life caddy. And today we're talking about making a tough decision. You know, leaders do the right things. It's not easy. It is hard. 
You know, if you're missing this radio show, go to likeitmattersradio.com. Listen to the first segment where I shared a story from Corey Ten Boom, who ran into a captor who had beaten her for years uh, in a concentration camp, who had killed her sister, and then was uh, preaching in a church afterwards uh, and about forgiveness. And this gentleman comes up uh, and wants her forgiveness. And boy, it was one of the toughest things she'd ever done. And she, in that article I read from Guideposts, I highly recommend you reading it. It says, those who were able to forgive their former enemies were able also to return to the outside world and rebuild their lives, no matter what the physical scars. However, those who nursed their bitterness remain invalids. It was as simple and as horrible as that. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to figure this out because with everything going on, with this mask mandate, when we're wearing masks everywhere we go, you are breathing in your carbon monoxide. You are increasing the acidity level in your body. You know why that matters? Because acid is the foundation for disease. Acid allows for inflammation. Inflammation is the, the brewing, if you will, the hotbed for all disease. If you want to find disease, you go to inflammation, and that's where it stems from. And so we're not going to the gym because they've closed down the gyms. We're not physically active because they're making us stay home. We're wearing masks everywhere. You guys are wearing masks everywhere. I'm not. You're wearing masks everywhere, so you're breathing your carbon dioxide, so you're not even getting fresh air. Uh, you're eating junk food at home uh, because it's easier to do DoorDash and takeout. So we're all putting away. I mean, we are setting up the perfect example, uh, the perfect conditions for this, this COVID thing to go on for a long, long time. I wonder who would want this go on for a long, long time. Could there be any benefit at all in people being scared to go outside and scared of everything to where they have to turn to the government for all their help to give them money to live, to give them uh, uh, solace, to give them safety? Don't you see what's going on? Uh, Stunning. And if wearing masks and all this was so great, then how come with everybody wearing masks, how come it's, it's getting worse? How come Joe Biden, when he was running for president, said he's going to fix this whole thing day one? And now we find out after day three that nothing he can do can change what's going to happen. He told you this now. We always knew that. And remember, Donald Trump was terrible. Why does this matter? Because we've got to get back control of ourselves. We're being played player. Just like Corey Ten Boom said, the people that didn't forgive became invalids. This is the study of epigenetics. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, I talk about Dr. Caroline Leaf all the time in her book, Who Switched Off My Brain? Here's a quote. She says, research shows that around 87% of all illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases to an epidemic of toxic proportions in our culture. These toxic emotions cause migraines, hypertension, strokes, cancer, skin problems, diabetes, infections, just to name a few. Despite all the marvels of modern high-tech medicine and decades of innovative research, these illnesses are increasing worldwide. This is a clarion call, ladies and gentlemen. I deal with successful people around the world. I'm amazed at how we all struggle similarly. We, we do. We all struggle the same. I don't care how wealthy someone is. I don't care how pretty their spouse is. I don't care how many kids they have or how many white picket fences they have. I'm telling you right now, I worked with enough people in the inner recesses of their subconscious mind to know the commonality of pain, of hurt, of frustration. We live in a world that's living in our head. A world in deep thought, meeting and discussing and thinking, but what consider was it thinking? It rips my soul out because we're teaching hatred. We're doing it in the name of social justice. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me give you a specific example from today's news. Winner of Food Network show charged with child abuse, murder of white three-year-old foster child. She criticized white privilege on social media. Here's the article. It was from The Blaze. So she was the winner of the Worst Cooks in America show. A woman who criticized white privilege on social media was charged with the child abuse murder of her three-year-old foster child who was white, this beautiful little white girl. And this black woman who hates white people adopted this little girl and then her and her husband beat her to death. The disturbing story unfolded in Simpsonville, South Carolina. 
Police allege that Ariel Robinson, 29, and her husband, Jerry Robinson, 34, inflicted a series of blunt force injuries on their adopted child, Victoria Rose Smith. The parents called 911 on January 15th to report the child was unresponsive. So after she died, they finally called the police. When medical professionals arrived, they immediately suspected child abuse, according to the heavily redacted police report. Smith was taken to a hospital where she was pronounced dead on the spot. The two were charged with homicide by child abuse, the TV station reported. Errol Robinson is best known for winning season 20 of the Food Network show, The Worst Cooks in America, in August 2020. This was last year. The network deleted the season where she won after she was charged with the murder of her adopted son. She was also a local comedian, aspiring television personality, who posted a large amount of content on social media to seek a following. Among those posts were entries decrying white privilege. So she buys in this white privilege. White people are evil. They're treated fairly while talking about her three adopted children. Ready for this? All whom are white. So she went out and adopted white kids to abuse them. Quote, she said, in my house, listen to what she said, in my house, quote, my black children get treated the same as my white children. And my white children get treated the same as my black children. It's a shame that when they go out in the real world, that won't be the case. She tweeted on January 6th. This is just, this is this year, a couple weeks ago. Adding hashtags for white privilege and black lives matter. This crap doesn't have an effect. Don't tell me how wonderful Joe Biden is and how poor of a victim black people are. Life's hard. Life's not fair. And I'm going to be honest with you. My life would have been a lot easier if I was black. I could have went to a good college. I could get grant money right now in my 501c3 because if I was a black-owned business, they'd be throwing millions of dollars at me. This is crazy, people. This is why today shows it's, it's the toughest decision. I'm telling you right now, I know that things are screwed up in America. I'm grieving. I'm going to be honest with you. And Christians, for those of you that are really Christians out there, can I tell you something right now? Stop with the God is on his throne. Please stop telling people you're a Christian. Of course God's on the throne. God was on the throne when Hitler was slaughtering 8 million Jews. What's your point? God was on the throne during the diaspora when 2 million Jews were basically blocked into Jerusalem where they had to eat their children. God was on the throne uh, when Nebuchadnezzar uh, was basically throwing people in the fiery furnace. God was on the throne when Nero was using live Christians, uh, dip them in candle wax and light them on fire in his garden. God was on the throne for all these. What, what does that mean? It's like as a pastor, if someone comes to me and they've lost a child, I mean, it's so unfair, so harsh. You, I'm going to look him in the eye and say, God's on the throne. Suck it up. Whoa, at some point, Christians, you got to understand what you're saying. No wonder a lot of people hate Christians. Billy Graham said it before that Christians do more to scare people away from Jesus Christ than anything the devil could do. We've got to start remembering whose we are, who we are, why we're here. Romans 13 says it very clearly. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been put in place by God. Remember when Jesus walked this planet, who was in charge? The Romans. <clears throat> I think when Paul wrote this, one of the most vicious uh, uh, leaders of Rome that ever was there. I mean, our, the, the apostles were boiled in oil. They were crucified upside down. Isaiah was sawed in half. I mean, and God was still on the throne. So saying that is so callous, so cold. There are three F's of conflict resolution. And we got to learn this. This is why there's no resolution. This is why the Democrats are doubling down. The Democrats are working to destroy. This is not a free country anymore. We're, we're no different than Russia and China. I mean, let's be honest. America used to stand for free and fair elections. America used to stand for freedom of speech. America used to stand for a free press. America, uh, there was free speech that the opposition was allowed to speak whatever they wanted to. 
That's not who we are today. There are no free and fair elections. It's very clear to see that this last election was fraudulent, but no one wants to look at it. If it's no big deal, if it wasn't, then why not investigate? Remember Lee Strobel? Remember Josh McDowell? Two people who wanted to, to, to investigate Jesus Christ to show that he was a fraud? To show that uh, show Lee Strobel, show his wife that he, she's part of a cult? And instead, Lee and Josh both became devout Christians when they investigated. For four years, we were told that the Russian conspiracy, that what's the big deal? If there's nothing to hide, what's the big deal investigating? And yet there can't be a single investigation on voter fraud. We are no longer the America. We don't have free and fair elections. There isn't freedom of speech. There is no fair and free press. It's state-run media. It's part of the Democratic Party. And now, I mean, now they're going to pass a bill to throw opposition in jail, just like Russia do, just like China do. If you're a Trump supporter, if you're one of the 75 million people who voted for the opposition, you're going to go to jail. They're taking away your right to be on media. My pillow guy, Mike, has been banned from Twitter now. So, ladies and gentlemen, all that aside, we've got to remember, what is our operating system? Is it FOS or is it GOS? Today, we're talking about the toughest decision, and it's based on who you are. I am black. We'll be back in three minutes. All in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Is your pressure washer well-maintained and in safe working order? From the burner to the pump, a good pressure washer is designed to work well and be safe to operate. Worn hoses, scale buildup, and unloaders out of adjustment are all safety concerns. Give us a call today to find out what we can do for you. Buy local, buy quality, visit AmericanPressure.com. Join the Freedom Insider Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit Freedom1570.com today. Just click on Fan Club. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, delivering a little bit of truth therapy. 
Uh, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. I am not happy with where America go- is going. America no longer exists in my book. I mean, yeah, the land does. The country does. There are people who still call themselves Americans. But the basic tenets, uh, free and fair election, freedom of speech, fair and free press, uh, you know, even opposition now. We start, we're gelling opposition now. Uh, if you don't agree with Biden's, if you don't agree with all the stuff uh, that the state-run media puts out there, then uh, you, you're uh, you're extradited uh, emotionally, psychologically, uh, spiritually, physically, you name it. Uh, and so uh, it no longer exists, but we got to decide who we are individually because the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time and then to be judged. We'll all stand before the judgment seat of God. Some the white throne judgment of God, because you're basing your uh, your hope of eternity on your works. The rest of us will stand before the bema seat of Christ, uh, like an Olympic judge's seat. Not to see who enters the kingdom, because we're already in the kingdom, but to see what our rewards are. And we got to realize that we're basically dealing with two Americas. That we're dealing with two sets of people. God always gave us two choices. He never gave us more than that. Always two. He knows us. He knew, knows our frame. He, he created us. He, he knows our makeup. And so blessing or curse, light or dark, life or death, he's always given us two options. Um, doctor, uh, oh, I don't know if he's a doctor, Thomas Sowell, one of my favorite books is called The, uh, the, the Conflict of Visions. And he has two visions, the unconstrained vision uh, and the constrained vision. And Sol argues that the unconstrained vision relies heavily on the belief that human nature is essentially good. So these are basically people who don't have a belief in God because the Bible is pretty clear, tells you how wicked man's heart is. Read Genesis 6, 6, five chapters after in the beginning, God repented of making man. God was remorseful that he ever made man. Uh, Jeremiah says the heart is uh, wicked beyond repair. Who can, who, I mean, we're told that. Uh, Jesus, when he walked this planet by the rich young ruler, he said, good rabbi. And Jesus says, who is good? Only God is good. So Jesus is pretty clear that man is not good. We're, we're flawed. We have flesh. If one of us is capable of doing something, we're all capable. And that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. We all have to check ourselves. And so those with an unconstrained vision distrust decentralized processes and are impatient with large institutions and systemic processes that constrain human action. They believe there's an ideal solution to every problem and that compromise is never acceptable. Welcome to the Democratic Party. Collateral damage is merely the price of moving forward on the road to perfection. Sol so often refers to them as self-anointed. Now the constrained vision. Sol argues that the constrained vision relies heavily on the belief that human nature is essentially unchanging and that man is naturally inherently self-interested regardless of the best intentions. Those with the constrained vision prefer the systemic processes of the rule of law and experience of tradition. Compromise is essential because there are no ideal solutions when dealing with man, only trade-offs. Those with a constrained vision favor solid empirical evidence and time-tested structures and processes over intervention and personal experience. Welcome to conservatives. I like to say Republican Party, but I'm uh, leaving the Republican Party because if they're going to treat Donald Trump and backstab him the way they are, uh, I want nothing to do with the Republican Party. Bring on all hell. Bring on brimstone. Let's give Democrats full power to do everything they want, and let's bring this thing to a rapture quicker than it's supposed to. That's cool. I'm cool with that. But I will not support a party, the Republican Party, if they're going to attack Donald Trump after all he's done uh, for America and all that. I have nothing to do with it. But what we do got to re- figure out is that we've got to move through conflict. As leaders, it is, uh, it is on us. It's on us to move through conflict. And there are three F's, what I call the three F's of conflict resolution. Feel, felt, found. Feel, felt, found. And let me put them into words. I understand how you feel. I felt this way, and this is what I found. See, what it does is allows you to get in someone else's map of reality. What's lacking in today's world is understanding. What's lacking in America today is understanding. If I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship. It's all about understanding. In order to truly have understanding, we got to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. I can understand how a person of color who's been told by the media that they're victims, who's been lied to by the Democratic Party all their life, 
that uh, the Republicans want to put you in chains and the Republicans hate you. I, I, I can get that. If you're told something over and over and over, no one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. No one responds to what another person is doing. They respond to their belief about what that person is doing. And the belief is not necessarily the reality. The map is not the territory. And so what we got to do is there are three perceptual positions. There's first position where we see things from our eyes. There's second position where we see things from another person's eyes. And then there's third position where we see things from overview. And the key is to be able to move out of first position because most people get stuck in first position. They never get outside their own ego. They never get outside their own map of reality. And in order to truly understand another person, you must be willing to step into the map of reality. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. But you need to step into it so you can understand it. And that's where you get the understanding of how you feel because when you walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, you'll understand how they feel. And unless you're right next to somebody, how can you give them a hand up? And unless you're right next to somebody, how can you put an arm around them to walk them into a different place? That's why I teach conflict resolution in my training at likeitmatters.net. That's why we do this radio show for an hour a day. You got to realize that we need to start understanding what our outcome is. We need to keep our integrity, keep our commitment to Christ. And we're called to be good stewards of what he's given us, our gifts and talents. There's a great book I'd highly recommend. I've referenced it before by John Bevere. I think it's John Bevere. Uh, it's called The Bait of Satan. And it's about how the spirit of offense is destroying us. Uh, there's so many people out here that claim to be Christians, but vote for a Democratic Party that their, their platform violates all Ten Commandments. Abortion on a band is being codified now. Marriage, whoever you want, however many people you want, no matter what. That God's is screwed up. He can't even get people's sexual orientation right. That cisgender is bad uh, and everything else, LBQT, XYZ, all that stuff's good. But cisgender is bad. So we got to realize the world we're in. I mean, look what's happening in Washington, D.C. I got this uh, letter from uh, someone, uh, in, it was uh, uh, a National Guards person. He said, my guard unit was called up last week to help secure the Capitol and has been providing security since January 16th. In 48 hours on duty security, I have not seen a single protester. Only one drunk guy who cussed my second platoon, which raised morale for good for two hours because soldiers like fluent profanity. (laughs) He said that. Last night, he said, I saw probably 2,000 riot-prepared soldiers unloaned from buses and enter the perimeter. The level of military involvement surpasses overreaction, skips past overkill, and pegs insane. Whoever ordered this response is completely out of touch with reality. 20,000 is a difficult number to explain. It's especially strange how it's as much a larger number relatively than uh, in 7 AD when Varian lost about that many in the Teutoburg Forest. But 20,000 troops is three times as many as I deployed to Kuwait with in 2019 for rotation there. And that seemed huge. The cost of having these troops in the D.C. area for one week, including all the movement, food, hotels, and medical, probably runs over $100 million. You hear that? $100 million, because we got so much money. It's just another data point that indicates the people running the country are not living in the same reality as the rest of us. And now I write my first draft several days ago. There is word that some National Guard units will remain in D.C. through March to guard the Senate because they want to impeach Trump. To guard the Senate for three months. May I just say, if you had any respect for the FBI or any belief that it was not a fully partisan organization, you were completely wrong. If there was any credible intelligence that there was enough of a threat to require 20,000 National Guard troops at the Capitol this past week, then the FBI is completely failing. The fact that the alleged credible evidence was clearly inaccurate tells me that I should not ever trust the FBI with anything I would give a 19-year-old soldier. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where we got to get back to who we are. America is lost. America no longer walks after God. America wants a, 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 a king... Like, so we got one. It's Biden. But for the rest of us, we will stand before God. And we need to do our best to share our faith, to be uh, as responsible and as respectful as possible, except when the mandate from government violates the mandate from God. And then as for me and my family, we will choose the Lord. 
That's why we do this daily radio show. That's why we're working to get syndicated. So please tune in every day to Like It Matters Radio. And if you want to change your life, go to likeitmatters.net. And please, we need your money. We're a 501c3. We help people whether they have money or not. So go to likeitmatters.net and help us out. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. This is Cole with the Kingdom Builders. Luke 12 says, Do not seek what you are to eat or what you are to drink, nor be worried, for the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail where no thief approaches and no moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. With all that is going on in our crazy world today, we can always take comfort in the truth of Scripture. We will be reminded of an awaiting kingdom, a righteous king, and a perfect sinless body. Even though we can't count on the peace from the world, we can always count on the faithfulness of the word. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at cole at the kingdom 